didn't really have a whole lot. I had some, you know, little bits of revelation here and there. But I said, God, what, what do you want to say over this next year? What, what are you saying? So I wake up early in the morning, and it's like bullets going off in my head. And this is going to sound really strange because they're all words that begin with R-E. And it sounds like when I read these words to you, like I pulled out a dictionary and just wrote down every re-word there is in the dictionary. I promise you I didn't do that. <laughs> it's totally what God, and he gets the point across, and when you hear all these words, I, I know you'll get exactly God's point in this. But anyway, so I wake up, and it was all I could do to get it down on paper because they were coming so fast and so furious, and I couldn't clear my head. I could not get it out of my head till I wrote it down. So here's the words. It's renew, regain, redeem, reassess, revalue, reestablish, redirect, restore, recount, receive, redesign, redo, realign, reset, reapply, regroup, reconsider, rethink, revisit, revive, regather, rediscover, reassign, reapply, reevaluate, recompile, reorder, reappoint, reaffirm, reposition, redefine, reconstruct, reunite, retrace, retrieve, and redevise. If you listen to all those words, there's one thing that stands out to me. is like we are about to go over a complete makeover of something that I believe God intended from, I know for Pete and I, it's going back almost 20 years that it, we can look back and go, God, it's like you just pushed this great big hold button. And everything from that point on was like a walk through the wilderness. Like when is the door going to open? And I know many of you are probably waiting like, like for years, it looked like everything was in place to see maybe a job promotion, maybe a move, maybe you were waiting to be able to conceive and give birth to a child, or, or you knew God was about to bless you mightily financially so that you could do the things that he put in your heart to do, you know, for the kingdom. And then all of a sudden, everything just went still, and everything went on hold, and everybody's been waiting a long, long time. And all I can say is the way that this came into my spirit and into my heart is God saying, the wait is over. The time to push the go button is at hand. And it will be like nothing was ever lost. I believe everything that was in place, everything we hoped for, everything we believed for and longed for, nothing's been lost. In a suddenly, God can bring, you know, push that go button and all these things are about to come into place. And when the go button hits, I really believe like God's saying, you're going to feel like a calf that leaps from the stall. You know, the children of Israel, when they walked around and around and um, when they crossed that Red Sea and God did that miracle, you think of how many times before that it was hope deferred, hopelessness, hopelessness. Everything kept looking like this is never going to happen. And then suddenly God does a miracle. And I'm looking for the suddenlies early in the year, like I'm trying to position my heart and my spirit for God any moment now, any second now, the miracles are going to begin to fall upon us. So anyway, I'll let, Pete's got some revelation when I shared this with him, so that's why I wanted him to come after me. Well, you know, all I can say for this year is I feel the excitement of heaven about 2016. And um, what I felt from, from Debbie just in, in the interpretation, the part that I got when she just talked about redoing, is that you know, when the children of Israel, when they came out of Babylonian captivity, they were released 
with the finances and the know-how uh, of rebuilding and restoring the walls of Jerusalem that have been torn down. And I feel like the, the church is coming out of a time of captivity to what God has birthed in our spirit through our, I got us pregnant with in our spirit, but it's now time to birth what's in our spirit. And, and during this season, I was, uh, I just heard the angel of the Lord just declare that, behold, I bring you good news of glad tidings for even when Jesus was born in the earth, like we were celebrating the birth of Jesus, he was speaking to me because I'm celebrating what I'm about to give birth to in the earth. And just like there was suddenly a host of angels, there's a host of angels that are ready to release the blueprints to build what's being birthed in the earth. It's like, you know, uh, Joseph was was pregnant with a vision, but he had to go through, the Bible says, one, chapter uh, Psalm 105, I think verse 30 says, the word of the Lord tested him until the, word, the time of the word of the Lord came to pass. And so there's a, there's a pregnancy that comes that God puts in the hearts of his people, but then there's a time of, of, of that word coming to, to where it tests you and proves you to the word itself proves itself true. And so there's the pregnancy that comes, and some of you have even grown so weary in the wilderness that you don't even know you're pregnant anymore. But the Lord is coming. He's saying, look, I'm not a God who brings to the point of birth and does not give strength to deliver. And so there's a strength being released to deliver that which is to be born. And, and I, I just, uh, uh, Isaiah 66, 9, God just speaks to me a lot. He just drops scriptures and he brings interpretation. But, uh, excuse me, Genesis 24, 60 uh, says, it, it ta- tells a story about uh, Abraham sending his servant to go get the bride for his son, Isaac. And, and it's a picture of, you know, the, the Holy Spirit coming to take a bride for Jesus. But as he goes and gets the bride, he finally discovers, he finds Rebecca, and she's serving. And, his, and he's successful in that. And her family releases her to go, and, she, and their family declares this blessing over Rebecca. And he says, says, they said, my sister, may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, and may all your descendants possess the gates of their enemies. And what the Lord has shown me, that is time, that scripture where it says, open up, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, so the king of glory may come in. And God's showing me that, that there are people who are pregnant with destiny that are just in places of influence throughout this city and throughout this nation and throughout the world that are sitting there, and they're not the main guy. They're just a, a gatekeeper for the main guy. They're next to political figures, and they're next to business heads, and they're next to uh, people in the media, and they're people in the educational system. And there's different gates of influence where these people have been, where God's people are, where you are, where God has planted you, and really nothing's happening. But suddenly, the Lord is saying, lift up your heads, O you gates, that my glory may come in. And what you are and what you are pregnant with and your destiny and your purpose is about to be birthed in that place, in that place of influence, and there's going to be an arising and shining in that place of influence, just like Joseph, and that the the angels are releasing right now the blueprints to know how to do what it is that God's called you to do, and there are businesses that have been on the shelf, the Lord says, that he's about to take off the shelf, businesses that were birthed by his spirit that have just been kind of sitting there, it's been waiting for a certain time, it's like John the Baptist was in the wilderness until the day of his revealing, and a lot of us have just been wandering around in the wilderness waiting for a time of his revealing, and so there's a there's a time of his revealing, and the time is now. God's about to birth and give wisdom. I mean, when Joseph got the dream, he had no understanding about the interpretation, about his family bowing down, but as soon bowing down to him and all that. But as soon as he came up out of prison, not only was he able to interpret 
his own vision, his own dream, his own destiny, but he was able to interpret the destiny and the dreams of other people. And he knew exactly what to do. He had blueprints. Suddenly he knew, hey, man, we gotta, there's about to be a famine in the land. We've got to build some storehouses for all this grain. He, he had revelation of, of what to do, and that's what's coming. There's just blueprints on what to do and how to do it that God's birthing right now. And I see that uh, the scripture, a key scripture for this year is Ezra 6.14. And it says that the elders of the Jews built and they prospered when the prophets began to prophesy. And there's a new level of prophecy that's coming that's very detailed with, with wisdom and revelation like Daniel had and like Joseph had about how to build and how to prepare. It's one thing to pray for revival. It's another thing or to pray for rain. It's another thing to dig the ditches and prepare for what's about to come. And so there's like a preparation season like, hey, we got to get ready. The harvest is coming. And I, I, I got this this morning during worship, but I just saw... Uh, and we were singing that song about he's a good, good father. Suddenly I saw the prodigals that were out there, and the Lord asked me, he said, why would I, why would I bring the prodigals into a wineskin that does not even know how to throw a feast for me or reveal the heart of the father? And so the Lord's revealing the heart of the father, and he's raising up these apostolic hubs of these mothers and fathers that will begin, that when these prodigals come in, they're going to know that they're going to receive the fullness of the father's blessing, not because of their performance, but because of their identity. And so the older brother, he never enjoyed the benefits of his salvation. Remember the story of the prodigal son? He never enjoyed the benefits of being a son because he wanted it based upon his performance. So it took, it's taking the prodigals coming in to reveal the lavish love of the father, even to those that are the sons that never left. And so when these prodigals come in, there's just something that's coming. And I just, I feel like there's just such an apostolic calling upon this house that God's raising up to be a, a place where the prodigals can come. And, and I felt even uh, that we're supposed to declare right now to, how many have prodigals and people that you've been praying for that you know that are out there? Lord, we just even right now just begin to just say, Lord, even as the prodigal son, as he came to himself, Lord, we just declare there's a coming to themselves, that there's a looking up from the pigsty of life and sin, and that, God, you bring them in now, Father, to your kingdom, to those places that know how to reveal the heart of the Father. And um, make sure I didn't move anything here. Oh, I heard the Lord talking about the people at the gates. I, I felt like the Lord says, I'm about to remove the bushel basket and break the bushel baskets that have been placed over my people that have kept them from shining forth the light that, that I've desired to be revealed in this, in this hour. And the Lord says, I've come to light a fire and how I wish it was already lit. And God's about to light the fire in his people that have been just sitting there, you know, being good. You know, Moses was just wandering around the little sheep, and suddenly God comes and commissions him because the timing was right, because there was a people that were beginning to groan. And so the timing is right that God's about to reveal his people in the earth. And this is what, uh, that's what I've got for the church. But what I've got for, um, uh, for this time and season for the church, we also have to have the eyes of Joshua and Caleb. Because the, the eyes of the world are, there's so many giants in the land, and they're just, their voice is so loud, it's just screaming that you can actually get depressed and weary. But the Lord's saying that those that have the eyes of Joshua and Caleb are going to be the ones that enter in. They looked upon the promises of God and the provision of God, and they were the ones able to, able to, to enter in. So I felt like the Lord was instructing us that we have to have those spiritual eyes to keep our eyes on the promises and what God is saying and not listening to what it looks like is going on in the world because God is bringing forth his people into their promised land this year. And so um, the, the, the key of Joshua and Caleb was that they spied out the land 
as sons, but they entered in as fathers to the next generation. And so these two generations are coming together, those that have spited out in the past and those that are just now, God's just now raising up, and they're going to enter in and take cities for the Lord. And, and the key that the Lord showed me was when Caleb finally, you know, he, he, he waited 40 years for another generation to be raised up. He enters in, he teaches them how to take cities and take uh, regions for the kingdom of God. But it says that when Caleb finally got his portion, because after he did all that, he goes to Joshua and says, hey, what about me? What about the place that, that I saw years ago that I've never in, in, in possessed? And it says that when he possessed his inheritance, the land had peace and for the first time from all their enemies. So the, the peace of the land is tied to you entering in and possessing your inheritance. And so that makes us want to be otherly for others because my peace, the peace of my land, has to do with Jeremy entering in and taking his place in, in the kingdom. And so it's a time to possess and a time to enter into the things that God has promised you. That's what I got for the church. But for the, for the world, and I don't really want to dwell on this too much, but I had, a fr- I had a friend of mine calling me. He called me up and he says, what does the number 47 mean to you? And I had... I didn't have any idea. I said, you know, usually when I get a number, if I don't get revelation right away, I just start looking for a scripture or chapter in the Bible. And I said, I usually look at Psalms or Isaiah 47 or something. And when I said that, the Holy Spirit quickened me. Well, I couldn't wait to get off the phone and read Isaiah 47. And I feel like Isaiah 47 is a key chapter uh, for the earth right now. And, and, and it talks about the destruction of Babylon. And it talks about how Babylon, that her, her skirt will be lifted and her nakedness will be revealed. And I feel like for the, for the earth that God's going to bring down some ancient structures this year. And he's going to be re, begin to reveal the nakedness and some things. And I, don't, I felt not to get too much into what I think that might be. I just felt like it's all-encompassing. I believe it's in religion. I believe it's in politics. I believe it's in certain, I mean, actually physical kingdoms. I just believe there's things that are coming down that, that uh, you know, I believe everybody should just read that for themselves and just ask God for revelation. But I believe we're going to see structures and things begin to come down in, in our uh, political systems and in our nations and other nations of the world, financial kingdoms. You know, when the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord in Christ, it means that the kings of this world are coming down as the Lord in Christ and the people that God has in place are being raised up. So I believe a lot of that's going to be happening this year. And then this morning, uh, actually uh, last night for Storehouse, um, I got this. I just want to read it the way I, I received it. But I felt for Storehouse Church, I got the word Apostolic Revival Center is what I got. And I've gotten that before. But what I saw was that this church will become a, a global revival hub. And that uh, many hubs will rise up and they'll function and all the different hubs will function differently. But I felt for Storehouse, um, for, uh, Storehouse will begin to take its place as a center of divine outpouring and awakening. And the Lord says, I'm releasing blueprints to build the foundation of this revival center. And it's not the work of man, but it's the ordination of my spirit. And the Lord says, your destiny is not just building another ministry, but it's to release the spiritual destiny of this region and to host the presence of God in a way that brings, excuse me, radical transformation. And I saw the, uh, I saw the tabernacle of David being raised up in this place, and I saw it being just a, 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 a hub of God's presence and outpouring, and I saw people like Joshua who just, remember he left the camp of the Israelites just to go and lay in the presence of God. And I saw people leaving other camps just to come and lay in the presence here. And they would go forth from this place and become leaders that would uh, infect and 
uh, that would take over, click, uh, that would lead, uh, what am I trying to say, Lord? That would lead their sphere of influence, that they would come forth just from the presence of God and they would lead and have revelation on how to go forth and build in the place that God's called them to build into. And I saw that the key, and I've released this before in here, but I felt like, you know, David's tabernacle was an open tent where anybody could come in and get caught up in the Lord. And really, if you read the Psalms, what, what David did was he just invited worship. There was no program. I mean, anybody, you didn't have to be a priest or a king. Anybody could come in and get caught up in the presence of God, and they begin to prophesy about what God was going to do to their enemies, and then they would go out from that place, and they would kick butt on their inter- enemies and then come back in and, and, and uh, get caught up and, and declare all the good things that God had done for them that week. And that's what I see. I see people coming just getting caught up in the spirit of God and then just going out and raising the dead and healing the sick and opening the blind eyes and then coming back in and prophesying what God has done. And in David's day, they had these, um, uh, the scribes would just write down what was being prophesied, and that's what became the Psalms. That's what, when we read the Psalms, that's what we're reading. And so I, I just see this place being a, a, a what? Testimonies. <laughs> yeah, the testimonies. So I just see this place, I see the, the, the heart of, of uh, the tabernacle of David being raised up, and I see God just, the key over this place, Tracy, is the very offering that you took today, is it's, it applies to people just like it applies to finances. If you hold on to a thing, then it becomes too little, but if you let go and release, it becomes much. And I saw this place as a releasing center that will release people into their final destiny. And I saw people coming in here and businesses being birthed and ideas being birthed and ministries being birthed, and I just saw them being released fully into their destiny. Amen? Cool. Go, Jeff Rowe. I didn't realize this until uh, until worship that I had word one word over the nation, one over our region, and then over our body. Um, last night, as I was praying, um, the Lord took me to a rodeo, and just follow me with this for a second. Show me a rodeo, and um, I saw a man that was about to get on a bull, and he was about to ride the bull. They opened the gate, and instead of it being a bull, it was a buffalo, and he's gets bucked off of it, and he goes flying, lands, and the buffalo landed on him, and it hit him real hard in the side. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, um, is, he, is he ever going to ride again? And, and I got the impression that the Lord said, he'll ride again, but it won't be the same. He'll never be the same. Um, I actually believe that this is a word for our nation in the way that, as I started to pray about it, we've been, and I believe it's for the economy, that we've acted like it's a bull, uh, we've tried to ride it like it's a bull, but it, that it's not, um, and that it's it's not quite a bear either. It's in between. Um, I actually felt like there was gonna something was gonna happen in our economy in this next year that would um, change the way that 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 we are as a, that we are as a nation um, financially. Um, so that's my first the first one, and it's not really positive. So I wanted to start with that first. Um, that way, when I'm done, you're not all gloomy. Um, on Yom Kippur, I, I felt like I was supposed to release this. On Yom Kippur, I was praying, and um, the Lord gave me a word that I just, I personally kind of struggle with this word, um, and I don't even like to use it because I think it, the word is revival. I, I don't like to use it because I think a lot of times when we say revival, we're asking God to do something that he's already commanded us to do, and we're demonstrating our unwillingness to do it by asking him to do it. 
Um, <laughs> I got one. But as I was praying, he said, this is a year for revival. And I knew it was him because it came with an excitement. And I, and I believe it's, it's for our region. I believe that we are going to experience an outpouring of the spirit that we have not seen. I believe it's going to come here to, to Texas, not just to Dallas, but to this, this region. And it's going to go from there. To the body of Christ, I saw new voices emerging. Um, I actually saw kind of a changing of the guard where there were, there were certain voices that had been saying the same thing of, of a past generation, and they would bring up people of the younger generation. It's a changing of the guard, and, and an example of it, I actually believe, is Daniel Kalenda. It's already happened with Reinhard Bonnke and Daniel Kalenda that there's been a changing of the guard. He stepped into what Reinhard was walking in. Um, I believe we're going to start seeing that more this year with younger voices, but I also... I also saw, and I felt like it was one person in particular, I saw somebody trying to get a voice um, in the charismatic circles uh, talking about miracles and would be talking and emphasizing miracles, but it wasn't the Lord. And the, the test for it is, who does it glorify? Does it glorify Jesus or does it glorify a person? Um, and, I, and it's only in the charismatic circles. I actually saw them. It was like they were trying to get on TV and talk about it. Um, and talk about the miracles, and that it takes discernment, and it's not a, a, a natural discernment. You know, you know them by their fruit. And for our body, um, I felt like there's been a lot of wandering, and I feel like a lot of us have been, have been wandering, and even it's like we've forgotten what we're called to. I believe that there's been a, um, a, lost, a lot of lost callings in this body, where we've lost sight of our higher calling, of what the Lord has marked us for over our lives. And there's been a, a feeling of, what am I doing here at Storehouse? It's like you know that you're called here, but you don't know what you're doing. And I saw the Lord establishing us in, in a certainty and a faith of, I know what he's called me to in this hour. And I can see what he's growing me in in this hour. And I actually felt like there's been prophetic words that have been released to, to many of us and spoken over us of what he's doing, but it's like it didn't take root. It didn't have that, that faith to take root. But I saw the Lord establishing it, it in us, in our hearts, in this hour. And the last thing was, um, it's kind of a, it's not kind of, it is a corrective word. It's time to stop coming to him because we're afraid of what we see in the world. I saw the Lord saying, stop coming to me because you're afraid, but come to me because you're, you love me. That he's going to mature us from being driven by fear into the secret place to being driven by love. And the perfect love will cast out fear because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Okay, next time I'm going first because this is amazing. I think you've been looking at my notes. And I don't ever get on the internet and look at other people's prophetic words. I want to get a fresh word from the Lord. And I don't talk to them. And um, I do want to make a commercial break real quick. I was in the back uh, babysitting. And I just want to admonish you. Uh, after I was babysitting, I got to move forward during worship. And I just want to admonish you because the presence of the Lord is stronger up here. 
So you're missing out if you're sitting on the back row. I would be trying to find a seat closer and ask people to move over, you know, be aggressive. Um, so anyhow, that has nothing to do about the word of the Lord. The Lord, uh, uh, I'm just simple-minded, so he just gave me something very brief and simple. And uh, like Debbie, I thought, this is so strange. I don't talk like this. <laughs> I don't think like this. Um, but the word of the Lord for 2016, this is what he gave me. The spirit of the Lord says tomorrow is the day of boldness and a day of confusion. It is a day of light and a day of death. It is a day of hope for my beloved and a day of despair for the lost. A day of renewal, Debbie, the R's and a day of danger. Choose today whom you will serve. Will you live in the days of sorrow, or will you choose life and follow me with your whole heart? And I kind of questioned the Lord giving me this word, and then when Mallory was up here singing the spontaneous song, it was about giving our whole heart to the Lord. So I knew that was confirmation that this is the word that he wanted you to hear. Um, I just want to pray for us briefly, and then I'm, I'll share something else. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth, and it is life, and it is health to all our being. Uh, Lord, we come to you with our hearts and we repent, Lord, if we've gotten weary and well-doing, if we've become apathetic, um, if we've um, become complacent, if we've become lukewarm, Lord, if we've been pursuing worldliness or the things of this world and not pursuing the kingdom of God, we ask forgiveness. Uh, Lord, today we rededicate our lives. We recommit our hearts to you. Lord, help us to be lovers of you, lovers of people, and laid down lovers of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So on a lighter note, last week when we were in prayer, I saw a vision, and it was awesome. And it was this huge rainbow that was above me, and it was three-dimensional. And let me tell you, it was bigger than anything you'd see in, in Vegas. And it was bright, and the colors were vivid, and it was just pulsating. It was like it was alive. Um, and it was just emanating just brilliant light. And on this rainbow that was just... I can't even describe how big it was, but above me on this rainbow were these words, and it said, year of promise. And from that point on, I have been so excited because I knew in my spirit the Lord was saying, get ready, all these things that you've been promised, all these prophetic words that you've been given that have been laying dormant, and you're just, you've almost forgotten about them. Uh, and you don't even want another prophetic word because you want the prophetic words that you've gotten to come forth, right? The Lord's saying, this is the beginning of the fulfillment of these promises. And, and so this is this confirmation again from what they shared, the same thing, um, that these, 
these destinies and these callings that you've been told by the Lord personally and by a prophet, they are going to manifest this year. Isn't that awesome? Um, and then one last thing I asked the Lord, well, you know, um, give me a scripture. That would that'd be great um, to kind of confirm what I believe you're saying. And he said, turn to Jeremiah 31. 10, and I had no idea what was in Jeremiah 31, 10. Uh, so this is what it says. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations, proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them. He who scattered Israel, that is a time of testing and a time of wilderness. I believe that's what the Lord's saying, that that's where we've been, but that's not where we're going. And he is going to watch over his flock like a shepherd. So his promise to you is you're his little sheep. He's going to watch over you, and he's going to protect you, regardless of whatever darkness is hitting the earth. For the Lord will deliver Jacob. Jacob, you are the bride. You are the remnant. He will deliver you. You have nothing to fear. And he is going to redeem them. From the hand of those stronger than they. Sounds like he's going to protect us from ISIS. We will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. We're going to high places. We're going to the holy hill of the Lord. We're going higher spiritually. And we will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. The bounty I believe the bounty is not only financially, but I feel like it's spiritually, emotionally, and uh, in, in so many areas, the Lord is going to pour out his blessings and his promises. Even relationally, the grain, the new wine, we might be getting a little drunk in the Holy Ghost, and the olive oil, the young of the flocks and the herds. We will be like well-watered gardens. We're going to be bearing some fruit. We're going to be healing some folks, raising some people from the dead, casting out demons. And we will have no more sorrow. The young women will dance and be glad, and the young men and old as well. Mm. You mean we can dance in church? Hmm, how about that? <laughs> um, he is going to turn our mourning into gladness, and he is going to give us comfort and joy instead of sorrow. He's going to satisfy the priest with abundance. So we are a royal priesthood, aren't we? We're a holy nation. He's going to satisfy us with abundance. And my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. So he said bounty twice. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. For they are yes and amen. Try not to cry. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'll just cry. I'll just do it. 
I'm just so incredibly honored, so honored and humbled. The Lord started to show me where he's leading this place, and I saw time stretch. And the Lord started to say that it's the fullness of time, and he's been waiting for this moment. But I started to see the Lord come and fall in this place again, and each head started to light on fire as the roof was blown off this place. And this column of fire came up, and I saw in the atmosphere that the atmosphere that changed above Dallas started to change. I mean, the atmosphere that changed above Storehouse started to change the atmosphere of Dallas as it started to rain in this place and I saw the Lord just begin to he just started to begin to tell me that he was a calling Dallas I saw I saw it I was driving into Dallas um a couple days ago I was driving in and I uh it's been a few hours in prayer and I saw uh I really wasn't feeling much and it wasn't I wasn't paying attention but I was just I was just worshiping and I felt the Lord come in the room come in the car and I saw myself just like as a little kid before the throne, and I was I was sitting there. I was just a song started to come on my heart. It just brought me to so much tears. I was just weeping, and it was such a beautiful song. And I, I felt the Lord just take delight in what I was saying. And uh, then He started to say that this is actually Dallas. It's like what you're feeling in this moment. It's actually Dallas. I've called Dallas to sit at my feet and begin to worship. And uh, I, I wrote down with what he started to say. And it says, I heard the Lord in a song. My heart began to sing a song of submission. And I began to weep as the Lord poured love in my heart, inviting me into his pleasure and in my song. The Lord then began to speak about the invitation over Dallas to delight in him and to sit at his feet. I believe the Lord is beckoning Dallas as a bride to sit at the feet of Jesus in exoneration. I heard the invitation to, for Dallas to enter into a year of worship with deep intercession over the region and for the state for her to enter into courtship with the king. I felt the call of the hearts as they began to say yes to this invitation and they would lay down their lives to sit at his feet. I feel the Lord is stirring the bowls of intercession over the region and the fire is beneath the soil to begin to manifest. I feel that the Lord is calling the region into harp and bowl intercession to see the kings and queens, the mature sons and, da and daughters arise and shine. And I feel the call to the north, south, and east, and the west from the heart of Dallas. And there's a call to the willing hearts to stand at attention and to enter in. I feel the stirring that sits beneath the soil that's, the soil that's been mingled with the prayers that have been laid dormant over the past generation that begin to rise. And I hear a call and shout of the generations that have come before. And in a war cry, I can see the rising of the suns, the ones that are lost and tired and weary. I hear the Lord say, take hope. I see a rising of the tide and a turning of the land, and once was lost in prayer, this year will begin to manifest. A call of the deep groans of the Spirit is willing to stand in agreement with the prayers. I feel a new wave marked by refreshing, stirred by forgiveness, and overcome with love. I see the honor marking the faces of the ones that he can show himself great in. And as many begin to come to the region, Dallas is and always will be, and it always will beckon the king. I can hear the earth tremble, and I feel like the Lord is starting a shaking, and this shaking will be brought with great delight over his coming. I see that the Lord is starting to shake everything that can be shaken. This will bring a strengthening of soul and an increase of authority. All things will pass and glory will remain. And this is the word I got over storehouse. I heard the Lord saying that this year will be marked by the supernatural provision, heavenly worship, and ecstatic encounters. The increase of his government will stir the foundations of the city and the region and will begin to birth the eternal covenant. My heart is full as I hear the sounds of heaven increasing as he draws near. And this year will be a year marked with delight. I hear the sound of the spirit that is calling people to storehouse, a heavenly sound enhanced with the fragrance of encounter. 
counter. I see storehouse gathering with increase, the atmosphere rich with oil. I feel the air thickening and the increase in the hearts of men and women reaching a culmination point. And as heaven invades, I see the air change as the energy and atmosphere of heaven increase. It will be a year marked with atmospheric change, marked by the increase of praise and worship, of revelation and prayer, the decree and the declaration. The Lord began to speak about condensation, just as warm air rises and cools and loses its capacity to hold water and begins to form cloud droplets. The atmosphere of heaven's fire will increase in storehouse with such an abundance that it will begin to rain in the city, and the city of Dallas will begin to partake of the increase. And I felt... I felt like just a, a stirring, a, a real stirring in the hearts of people here. I felt passion begin to rise, and it's like, I, it was almost like a chug. I felt like a, it was almost like the train as it began to start, and I could, I could hear the hearts coming into agreement with God, what God said over this place, and a passion rising. And I saw people starting to m meet up in homes again, and meet up and just only want to seek his face, and there's a presence of the Lord that a new fire coming in this, and the Lord began to speak about fire. He began to speak about how there was a new fire coming coming to hearts, a new passion coming to hearts that no longer you can come and sit complacent. And I saw in the shaking and the stirring, the Lord was beginning to test foundations and he was actually taking out pieces of concrete from the soil and he was testing them. I saw it with a 6,000 pound test. And actually, that's like a high, I'm architect, so uh, uh, that's like a high compression uh, concrete that's like to build big structures. And I, see, I saw the Lord beginning to test it, and six being the number of men, but testing the hearts to see who was willing to stand, to see who was willing to say yes to what he was doing here, to see who was willing to go with him to the dark, the dark places, into the deep places of the spirit. And I felt this, uh, this testing, and I saw that the concrete didn't break, it, it not only persisted surpassed what it was uh, designed for, but I saw in that the Lord is testing the foundations of this place because the greater glory is coming, and the foundation needs to be strong enough to be built upon, and the hearts that are here that are willing and ready to go into those places need to be willing to say yes to that promise, need to be willing to stand, need to be willing to go for the, for the deep callings of God, and I just feel like... Um, this fire that's beginning, this fire that's beginning, this fire that is beginning, this fire that is beginning, this fire that is beginning, and it's, it's an unceasing fire. I, I don't, I, I, I felt like calling people up, like if they, if that's cool, like um, if they're, if they're one of like a fresh fire, is that okay? Uh, can we do that? Yeah, we do it at the end. That's totally cool. But yeah, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about this year. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I mean, every morning I've woke up in tears. Like, every morning I woke up in tears. Just like, I'm so excited about this year. Like, the love that is outpouring in this place. Like, and the honor. And, like, I'm so humbled to even be a part of what God's doing in this place. Well, I'm even so humbled to be even part of it. Yeah. And on the one thing, other thing, last thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll quit talking, but... Um, I felt the Lord say that honor will bring the increase and that this is a place of honor and that honor will bring the increase and the more and more you dive into him that the that honor will be like marked with your words. So. Everybody, that was Andrew. <laughs> he runs our prophecy rooms. Listen, if you need a prophetic word, you should go on Saturdays to the prophecy rooms. You know, this is the time to do it. Hear what the Lord's saying for the year. Um, uh, I just want to briefly give, John wanted to share real quick. Are y'all okay? I mean, whatever. I could just eat a prophetic 24-7, right? Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> mine's short. I just uh, felt like that when I was in the back, I wasn't planning to share this morning, but uh, when I was in the back, I saw a, a call out. You know what a call out is? Like it's, you have the, the little, the words over here beside your face, like you, you're, like a what? In the bubble. There's a bubble out here and all the words that you're saying are written in the bubble. Uh, like the stick man with the call out, he's saying this, okay? But anyway, um, I feel like that, um, you know, the Lord started giving me this play on words, and he's, the call out was our words, and he says, the word of the Lord is. And so the words are being released right now. The word of the Lord that uh, he's given to different people are being released, and uh, I really felt like that um, I got this even last Thursday night that we're to release the words, that we're to call out the words that the Lord has given each of us. And on the flip side of that, we're absolutely not to, to kill the word by our negative words. And uh, so he was talking uh, to me about that last Thursday, as you recall, uh, about finances. But it's not just finances. It's just about that the words that we speak create. And I believe that's really important for all of us, uh, even to take a note on that, that this year, let's watch our words. Uh, I'm talking to me too. Let's watch our words and let's, uh, let's continue to release these words of life that bring hope. And let's stop saying things, uh, these things that are killing our word and killing the destiny uh, tied to it. Is that an amen? amen. Okay, um, that's good, John. Thank you. Um, all right, so um, all of these words are going to be written down into a format that's that we're going to call Declarations 2016, and it's a way for you to actually take those. They'll be online, and they'll also be in the foyer. You take those, and you begin to speak those out in agreement with your words, like John said, and you'll see these things begin to activate. All right, this is what the Lord said to me for this year. He said that there are people that have been in a hole, they've been on hold. Um, and these are people, and you know that you've been called to stir great wealth. You know that you've been called not just to be a millionaire, but to be somebody with an incredible ability to create wealth. And uh, you know it, you've known it from a, a very young time, but yet you feel like it's been set on pause. And I know that there are several people that the Lord has highlighted to me in this body that have been uh uh, that are millionaires. Um, and, and, and it's just, you haven't realized that yet. And I felt like this year I felt, and the reason that I've been on the thing about giving most people, if you're new here, you're probably like, why does she keep talking about that? But it's really important because of accessing this wealth, because of accessing this, uh, and, and God is saying that, that I have called you and renamed you storehouse. The Lord gave me a dream and in the dream, um, an angel came up to me and said, I'm, I've come to, to rename this place storehouse because I'm raising up Joseph's in this place. I'm not kidding you. When I tell you, you there are going to be several in here that have been called to be millionaires. And this year is going to be the beginning of the opening of those doors. Several of you are owed money from other people. Several of you have been in, um, uh, 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 you've been in the courts over, or over uh, businesses or a fight over businesses and the Lord or some, several of you have been entangled in things in your business. And God is about to take that and miraculously untangle it. 
The uh, next thing I saw is a hemming in for the body of Christ. This is for as a whole, but without religious structures. I saw the hands of the Lord come in and begin to squeeze the body of Christ. And I saw a grace for holiness. I saw a grace being released for holiness. I saw a couple of things uh, leave, which Peter talked about. Um, I saw this uh, political spirit being pressed out of his people. I saw a spirit of entertainment needing to be entertained in order to feel alive or to put your brain on pause. I saw that being squeezed out of his people. I saw um, a a religious spirit being squeezed out of his people. And I saw the minds of man and thinking that is not the thinking of the Lord. Just like when Jesus said to Peter, get behind me because you don't know what spirit you're of. And so perceiving and thinking things according to your history and according to the thinking of, of, of the world. And so I saw all of that being squeezed out and I saw a desire for a different kind of life and a different kind of living, uh, uh, for holiness. I also, uh, had a vision of, uh, walking through a doorway and in the doorway was a, it was a tornado is a whirlwind. And within the whirlwind, there was an incredible amount of debris. This was right before we got hit with the tornadoes. Um, And the Lord said, I want you to go in to that room. And I thought, well, that doesn't sound like a very good idea because, you know, all of that debris is going to hit me. And the Lord said, go into that room. And so when I stepped into it, I actually, uh, all of the debris began to hit me and the things, the shards and everything that was in the whirlwind. And I actually began to disappear into the whirlwind and I became the whirlwind. And the Lord gave me uh, Zechariah 9, 14. Then the Lord will appear over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord will sound the trumpet and will march forth in the whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts will protect them, and they shall devour and tread down the sling stones, and they shall drink and roar as if drunk with wine, praise the Lord, and be filled like a bowl drenched like the corners of the altar." And I felt like the Lord said that as the whirlwinds that just hit Dallas came up from the south, so you are going to come up from the south and the whole earth will see who you've become. You've actually become the storm. You have actually going to become the light. And the thing about a whirlwind is it makes a sound. And the Lord told me, I am releasing a sound in my people this year that all the earth will hear. And I heard him saying, it's going to come out of here. It's going to come out of Dallas. And everybody is going to hear this sound. It is the sound of heaven. It is the sound of the roar of the trumpet from heaven and the lion of Judah in this hour. Um, Okay, so that's what I have. That's what I feel like the Lord is saying.